0: You're listening to Authentically Switched On, a podcast that inspires young adults to cultivate their courage to be imperfect and vulnerable to pursue their passion, goals and dreams. I'm your host, Grace Marora, and I'll be journeying with you, having authentic conversations, book reviews, journaling guides and learning how to tie up our goals to our dreams. Rules of law takes on several meanings. On one hand, it means that no person or government is above the law. In another, it means that no government or its officials can enforce laws that are unfair or unjust. Imagine you're walking down the street when suddenly the police come upon you, slap calves on the whole you downtown for no apparent reason. You are charged with not having a specific destination the police tell you that you are a vagrant and define this as a person who moves from place to place without a specific destination or monetary means you plead that you were just t- taking a walk yet you find yourself in a world of trouble that seems to have no clear path of ex- escape scary huh To avoid incidents like this, on today's episode I sit down with a lawyer that deals with cases in criminal, labour and CCMA, family and divorce, deceased estate, contract, personal injury claims, and quieter claims by employees. Mr. Morena Lehago emutlow. Hi Morena. Hello Grace. Thanks for having me. (laughs) <laughs> How are you? I'm alright, I'm alright, my lady and yourself. I'm awesome, I'm awesome. Finally we get to have this conversation after the lockdown and it was supposed to go on on the week of celebrating twen- uh, the 21- uh, twenty-one. when was it? Uh, Freedom Day. Yes, the, the 21st
1: of April, yes.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, the 21st of March, yes. On March, yes. Sorry. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So we are having this conversation today, and yeah, we welcome you on Authentically Switched On. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Grace. Mm. So tell us about yourself. Who is Morena, and what do you do? <laughs> As the
2: name suggests, Morena. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. um,
2: Morena, um, last name, born of Mutlun. Um, born and raised in Johannesburg from, I mean, pre-natal, even post, even now, an adult, um, st- studied well in Johannesburg still, even graduated from metric and obtained uh, higher education at uh, University of the Witwatersrand, Rant here in Johannesburg mm-hmm. as well. And currently practicing at a law firm based in Johannesburg South.
0: Mm. So, you we can say you are a Joe Becker, yes, of course,
2: <laughs> a true <laughs> Joe Becker, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So, what motivates you? Well,
2: in the field of law, what motivates me is um, the change that you get after a successful fight for inequity or unfair treatment by either. Um, the employer to an employee or unfair division of estates during divorces. Um, just the satisfaction of a client over and above paying the bill, but saying, thank you for for assisting me. I can sleep better at night. I think that's, that's the uh, a drive for me each day, making a difference, basically.
0: Mm. So what is your mantra or motto?
2: To whom much is given, much is expected. You, we I cannot bet. just, we cannot just only take and never emit anything in response. I mean, it is the very same uh, motor that motivates one to see over and beyond the greediness, over and beyond the selfishness. You know, because I mean, whatever I have is because somebody somewhere either kneeled and prayed for me to get it, or mm-hmm. somewhere. S- someone somewhere is giving me an opportunity, then I need to show that, in fact, even above me getting that opportunity, I can open up doors and opportunities for others as well.
0: Mm, awesome. Awesome. That's a beautiful motto, hey? <laughs> Thank to you. To whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah, That's correct. So, mm, so out of various career paths and choices, why did you choose law?
2: Um... <laughs> funny uh, <laughs> as, common, as common as that question comes about for me mm. it is the, 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 the with due respect to other professions it's the, yes. the stature it gives oneself when they're dressed in black and white and mm. standing <laughs> standing <laughs> before a magistrate or standing before um, your lordships in the high courts or your, your ladyships in the high court and actually, arguing principle and uh, making law, where either I'm following precedent or I'm making precedent myself. So, for mm. a reported judgment, where re- remember in court, just in summary, after you have given, if after an order has mm. been given, you 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 get to be cited at the at the end of that order uh, as a person mm. who represented that particular plaintiff or defendant, if the case may be. So that goes into the archives of the, of, 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 of the uh, precedences of law for years and years to come. Can you imagine if someone comes up and yeah. says, I, I read your judgment, Morena, good arguments in that. So <laughs> it, is yeah. that. it is how people, it is how lawyers treat themselves, basically, um, mm-hmm. uh, which draw me to, to the profession itself.
0: Yeah, so have you always wanted to be a lawyer? Oh, you thought of becoming a singer or something? <laughs> you
2: no, know, it was actually a last-minute change. Uh, later in my grade eleven, um, mm. I was battling with physical sciences. My profession—I mean, even whilst I was still a child, I used to have props, mm. um, medical props like, for instance, your scrubs, the stethoscopes, and the like. So I grew up wanting to be, uh, some medical specialist. You know what I mean? Mm. Up, a, mm. up until up until then, I realized actually. Over and above this, I mean, practically, I must be uh, realistic. If Kishapwaki physics <laughs> or high school, <laughs> and yeah. I can tell that if, in fact, Guy, you, you, you are going to do physics again for the first few years of your varsity in no. medical school. So I, I then I, I had that uh, uh, challenge, and I'm like, no, you know what? In fact, um, let me pack it aside and let me venture into law because I mean, it's something that. Not to say it's easier than, than medicine, something that equi- uh uh um equivalent to medicine because over and above this, we service the the society, irrespective okay. of your of your income and and the like or your skin. Yes.
0: Mm. So looking back, are you glad that uh, physical science beat you to the core because you get to do one of the uh, one of the major. Careers in the world, I, I must say, it's one of my favorite careers. If I was to leave engineering, law oh. it is. So looking back, are you happy that? Are you happy with where you get to, where you got to in life right now? You know, apart
2: if we were to put apart the um, uh, black tech <laughs> I would <laughs> yeah. I would actually enroll again in the medical school so that I can have. Because they work well together, medicine and law together. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, uh, looking back, I have no regrets. In fact, I pray for an opportunity, uh, and and the brains to study medicine, so I can I can make them work well together. Yes, of course, there are courses that I can do. For instance, like your medical negligence law, you know, but mm-hmm. it's not as it's not as practical as I'd, I'd want it to be. I mean, I'm 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 a man of uniform. I would have wanted to yeah. change from. From a court rope to wearing a scrub, you know what I mean? <laughs> then yeah. I would have liked a lot. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah. so uh, looking back on where you come from, what could you say you had to give up or your par- parents had to give up for you to be where you are today?
2: Um, my parents don't give up anything. They just gave them gave them themselves all it g- gave it all, rather, pardon mm-hmm. me gave it all of themselves to me and to support me in whatever I, I, I wanted to. That had, that, that had sense, obviously, you know, a, a black mother would not allow you to do choose some nonsense things. So mm-hmm. they, they supported me a lot. Um, I had to give up uh, um, I'm, 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 I'm being part of a group of a lot of friends that did not have a mission or a purpose of where they want to see themselves from 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 high school to even varsity. so I had to mm. cut a lot of friends um, for a sharp focus, um, and uh, I think for my benefit, I grew up very chubby and a bit ugly, so it's only now when I'm after you know graduated, I'm I'm, I'm a bit handsome now. Then I can be distracted <laughs> by the, you
1: know, my I mean. get distracted. <laughs>
2: by <myself>. <laughs> distracted <laughs> by my, cover it moments. So. Mm. <laughs> It's only now that because I, I've accomplished a bit that I can now venture into having friends, more friends. I can balance my my choice of friends and the like. But my my parents did everything they could to support me, and I met them halfway with the hard work and a correct decision, and the you know uh, sober mindedness of of of, of 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 myself during the time.
0: Mm, mm, impressive. So, what are the things or parts about you that you you have seen blooming or you have been able to implement or bring into your day-to-day experience of your career journey?
2: Look, um, graduating from varsity in any career, it's not that easy. You'll be fortunate if you graduate and then you get into, you know, job placements there and there. Call it your internships Mm -hmm. or call it your uh, uh, scholarships, whatever that is. I battled mm. to get. I battled to get employment. I think for a good one year, and then I joined um, uh, lawyers for human rights, which was just a voluntary work, up until I got uh, interviewed by the current employer that I am uh, currently working for.
1: Mm.
2: Um, it's not. It's not easy. Um, perseverance of even in the darkest times, because sometimes you get to know how good you are, but. To impress more than yourself, it takes a lot because no one wants to hear you out either because they are, they are not, they are not hiring at the moment, or if, if they're hiring, they're hiring and not able to pay you. So continuing, me continuing to perfect myself and learn, even now I still have room to learn. So I'm quite grateful that even over and above graduating and getting employment, I'm able to learn every day. So that's the greatest part of me that has been evolving. And I don't think I'll stop learning. I mean, I'll be called a professor, I'll be called an advocate later on in life, but I wouldn't stop learning for, for the greater mm. part of my life. Yeah.
0: Mm. Given your background and experience, what are the key factors about where you come from or where who you are that you haven't felt insecure or unap- unapologi- unapologetic about?
2: Prayer. Um yeah, prayer and recognizing that over and above the existence of God an equivalent of it, their ancestors. So I got taught that how how we got to be as 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 black people, how we got to have these surnames that link into uh animals most of us, and how we got to have these praises, the Tagazel or the if you like them, Mm -hmm. if you like to Mm -hmm. call them, that make up a human being or human DNA. So that has been my spinal cord, the foundation of my spinal cord. And even today, I'm not ashamed to say that I recognize my ancestors and I recognize my God. And how I am now, how I am today and going forward is only a light and guidance that I always pray for and ask for. Um, for the people who had pre predeceased us in many, many years ago, and I'm I'm, I'm not uh, apologetic about it. And actually, it has shown to be working. You know what I mean? Yes, these are uh, uh, prayers that are to a person that's not really tangible, and and it's a spiritual faith that, that 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 is the one that's keeping the core of of the belief that you know, one day, one day is one day. I can get I can get there. I can do it. So, it's prayer and the belief in the inner sisters that has kept me, you know, uh, humble and unapologetic till today.
0: Mm. Impres- very beautiful. Yeah, because yeah, usually we live, like, even, especially our generation, we live in a very modern world, mm. if you and we find ourselves living behind what actually made us who we are, and I'm, okay. I, I, I like the fact that you still mention your ancestors. You love your tagazelo, and the fact that most of our sayings, like, like you said, the what can I say, a principle of an animal, like a symbolization, a symbolization of an animal or anything. But okay. at the end of the day. All those things It's when when you were growing up when you were growing up like the chill comes with it, and even now, when my mom calls me and calls me at like it it gives me that thing to say that you know what I belong somewhere, and I shouldn't be unapologetic so it's it's quite impressive to hear a young a young man like you talking about such things because we we as the generation of the now, we tend to lose that and be focused on the modern ways of doing things. So that's very of, impressive. Of course, of yeah. course. Of
2: course. Self, self, self-identification that's validated by the original self, the original mm-hmm. chain of, 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 of events is very important because you cannot be asking anything that's ahead of you if you, you have not had anything or any meaning or if you have not understood where you come from. So yes. it's, it's, it's recognizing that basis of your past to be able to understand the future or even to be blessed with more. Because can you imagine if I was to be given um, a house, for instance, I wouldn't, I wouldn't appreciate the fact that uh, there are the, the powers that are in play uh, that are yes. assisting me to, to build the house, for instance. It's not mm-hmm. only about me being smart. Yes, there are people that practice Mafi's law. You know, Mafi's law, it says that when your time comes, your time comes. There's nothing mm. like uh, uh, super superficial powers coming yeah. into play. Yeah. So there yeah. are people that are are, are believing in Mafi's law who are also, you know, atheists, they call themselves. Yeah. Who is that works for them, which is fine. We're not critiquing anybody else that's not for ancestors or believing in that. So I think uh, it's a it's a very subjective uh, mantra or su- subjective comment that I'm pr- putting through. But for a few, if it works like yourself or myself, then I think we are good to go.
0: Talk all things law. And I hope we can pick your mind with a few law uh, one-on-one, I mean, questions that are usually usually come up and usually, what can I say, Uh, usually are part of the conversations that we have around the law. So one of them, we're going to start with human rights. As, you, as we've already mentioned, on Saturday the 21st, we were supposed to, we, actually we celebrated Human Rights Day in South Africa. Well, mm. the idea of human rights is that each one of us, no matter who we are, where we are born, is entitled to the same basic rights and freedoms. Cliché mm. as it is, human rights are not privileges, cannot be granted or revoked. I mean, cannot be granted or revoked and they are universal. Mm. That sounds easy until someone takes the idea and try to put it into practice. So mm. most of us don't know what this means for us individuals and, a, and the society. So mm. to pick your mind, Morena, what exactly are the basic human rights?
2: So human rights, as the, name, such, as the term suggests for itself, are rights that are guaranteed by the constitution, specifically chapter two of the of the constitution, which mm-hmm. then has a separate book called the Bill of Rights. So mm-hmm. if one wants to have a clear or a list a an non-exhaustive list of uh, basic human rights and any other rights of uh, uh, that are uh, afforded to a human being should look at what we call the Bill of Rights. It has a list of the rights there. However, it's read together with the Constitution itself, the Constitution of South Africa, 1996. So mm. we have, for instance, a provision that we know, for instance, I'll name a few basic condition, uh, basic human rights: the mm. rights to life, the right to uh, freedom of movement, um, the right to human dignity, the right to privacy and the like. Now, mm. because we have, these are not uh, the only rights that we have, but for one to refer for a whole load, uh, the exhaustive list of those rights, they can go to the Bill of Rights. Now, mm. we, these rights, you get them immediately when you are born. So you have these rights. In fact, we have this controversial law that uh, most policies are still debating about whether or not this, they can ensure a fetus before it is born. You know, so that's how far back that's how far back we can stretch the human rights to. Um But for simplification of understanding human rights, these rights are not absolute in in their entirety. When I say absolute in their entirety, it means you cannot unjustifiably or unreasonably up, uh, uphold your human rights. And there are certain human rights that can be limited. By the constitution, so the constitution gives a limitation to every human rights that's not in balance or that's not that's contradicting the constitution or the bill of rights itself. I will give mm. you an example. We all have the right to shelter and property, right, and mm-hmm. the right to water and electricity. That's uh, you know that associated with property, right. Mm. Now, if you play for instance, your next door neighbor, you are abusive of the next door neighbor in 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 ways in which it, for instance, makes the, the neighbor uncomfortable. Mm. For instance, you play loud music, um, your kids are always throwing rubbish in his place and the mm. like. And when you're asked why you're doing that, you say, I have the right to property. I own my own property. So I have the right to do anything I want. That's mm. around my property. So your right there and then will be limited for the mere fact that it's 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 in, infringing on somebody else's right to to property. You get what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: so yes. But let me give a higher understanding or a higher example of a human rights that can be infringed or that can be limited. Mm-hmm. We know currently that we are faced with the COVID
1: nineteen. Yes, and
2: basically. And basically, the COCTA um, had, together with the President, had pronounced on regulations that infringe on one's movement, freedom of movement. Mm. Freedom of movement, which is guaranteed by the Constitution and also uh, by the Chapter 2, which is a bill of rights. So are we saying now, because we have freedom of movement as human people, which is a human, as humans, which is a human rights? Mm.
0: Can we
2: take Can we take the government to court to challenge the fact that they are now saying to us, "There's there's now a curfew. You You're either out of your house by uh, from five till eight o'clock in the mm. evening." Yes. Outside Outside those times, you are not allowed. Meaning that they are infringing on your freedom of movement. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So they're doing that because it is. Infringed into it is included into our in our constitution that certain rights can be limited, provided remember I said there are there are justifications to it. Yes. Now in in defence of the state they would say we are infringing your right to movement because we don't know what you guys do either. Plus it's a Friday you either be attending parties or visiting friends outside those hours and it, it makes it difficult for our security personnel. Uh, to safeguard everybody at night whereas it's easier to do it during the day mm. so in short in short we have human rights but our rights are not absolute they can be limited and the limitation should be justifiable
0: sure yes. okay mm. so who gets to pick or choose them and who enforces them and how
2: Naturally, from birth, you, all, you have all sets of human rights
0: to yourself. Yes, like you mentioned,
2: yes. Yes. So immediately when you have a birth certificate, for instance, for the mere fact that you have a birth certificate, it is mm. the right to human dignity. It, it, is, it, it is in your dignity to be identified. Mm. And your identification must be recorded because that recording of your date of birth and your name and surname Gives you another right to access the child support grant, for instance. Yeah. For you to be able to have what food, which is a right as yeah, well to yeah. have. You yeah. know what I mean? So mm. they start, they, they start from birth, and mm. they end, they end when you die. But uh when you die, we still have the laws that govern the corpse. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah you know. it's the law yeah, yeah yeah as
2: blasphemous as that you cannot after i die go to my grave and then pee on me you mm. know or exhume or exhume my body for you know. You know, your own intentions there are laws and procedures that you need to follow to be compliant mm. <laughs> <with> <laughs> so, so i'd say I, i'd say human rights end at death but also we must be with at the, the back team. of our mind Mm. Yeah, I think that also the Tupulzona that they've got, you know, <laughs> rights as well. Just, yeah, next, just no next point, But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so um as we celebrated Human Rights Day on the 21st, what did it mean to you and looking at where we are as a nation and especially now during this coronavirus, what does human rights really mean to us as the young generation of South Africa or as as South Africa as a whole. Because right now, I feel like even the old became young, the young became old, or everyone is just the same uh, age because we are so confused about what is our rights now. As much as maybe we could have read the Bill of Rights or we could have had an idea of the rights that we have as human beings, But now, because it's a state of emergency and there's corona, most of what we used to have freely is now limited. So can you just give us a guide into, what is it that can we say that, what uh, what is it that can really, what what is it that um, human rights really mean at this stage, uh, at this stage in our lives?
2: Well, I would answer it in two folds. Let me start by what it means for us as the youth. I mean, mm-hmm. this information is readily available. They know what they have to do. The youth know what they mm-hmm. have to do mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's been said over and over and time again. In fact, they live with the testimonies of their mm-hmm. grandmothers and their grandfathers within their own households, which relate the stories of the difficulties that they faced back in the time where they, mm-hmm. couldn't, access, where they couldn't access information to enable them to have the career choices to enable them to you know to better themselves as we can now remember back in the day there were, there were only traditional careers which were you, you can either be a doctor a policeman an nurse or a teacher mm. there went the freedom of of being employed and also of studying anything outside those four traditional uh, uh careers mm. the the ability for us to to be, to be able to study those um, careers goes goes a far, goes very far. I mean, opportunities are there. Mm. It, 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 I, excuse for, from where I'm sitting because I, I come from Sorieto. I know I still have friends in Sorieto. Mm. There isn't excuse excuse that is very sound and reasonable that is being made um, as a defense for them to not enjoy and use the freedoms to the advantage in the correct way of empowering themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Part of my answering to the question is uh, when you asked, what does it mean now of of freedom and COVID-19 and the rights that we have? Mm -hmm. Look, it's tough. When I say it's tough, it means I mean you have a Disaster Management Act which is being used to draft these regulations that guide us as to we that we must wear masks. Certain stores must be closed. Certain stores must be opened. Who is eligible to free to move freely? What it can, what what we can and cannot buy, you know. And then we found we find this gray area where we have police enforcement. I think my omission in your previous question was to not answer as to who is responsible for enforcing these rights.
1: Yes, um, yes. We have,
2: we have institutions like, for instance, the normal police station, SAPS. We have institutions like the courts, institutions um, like the NGOs. So mm-hmm. what then happens is, is, so I'll answer both questions by making making a link in, uh, 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 in them. Mm-hmm. We We are we are allowed to go and buy basic foods, your bread and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Which is a case in point of, of one of my friends, uh, what, what my friend actually experienced. She, he went to buy in the afternoon uh, vegetables and bread. And then he mm-hmm. was stopped. He was asked, why are you out to buy vegetables and bread? He's like, no, I'm allowed to go buy basic essential goods. Mm-hmm. And then the police then said to him, but why, why couldn't you go earlier on in the morning like everybody else? And then my friend answered, I couldn't because I was locked in working remotely at home. Remember, we can we can yeah. be allowed to work remotely. Yes, yes. yes. And then because, because of those answers that he gave, he was arrested, like seriously oh. arrested. And then he was to pay a bill of 1,500 and was to appear. He was arrested on Thursday. He was to appear on Tuesday at the mm-hmm. magistrate court. It was a serious matter. You know, I was like to him, you know, Comply. Go attend the court because, off the record, I know that our police are handling us in a way that we are uh, how can I put it simply? They they are using force and, and okay. heavy-handedness mm. in circumstances where they shouldn't be doing that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. But I also understood that there isn't a code of conduct or a guideline that clearly stipulates, or that addresses the police as to how they are ought to handle a person who's go- who came back from buying vegetables. As for a person who's stealing alcohol, which is prohibited uh, mm. for or under the lockdown, so there isn't any clear definition or any clear code of conduct for police to act or to treat uh, individuals in that instance. And then, mm. as a secure, as a, as a as a as a solace, or as a Uh, A balance of power that comes in, we have institutions like your Siri and your Lawyers for Human Rights who say, look, people who are unjustifiably mistreated during the COVID-19, we are able to assist you free of charge if you can come to us and then we'll make a statement. So there's a procedure in place for for people who feel that they are grieved by the manner in which these police have been infringing into their uh, a rights, because we know already the rights that are infringed, freedom of mm. movement is infringed, but there is excessive infringement, which is not allowed by, by government or even by the, by the by the National Disaster Act itself. Mm. So there are NGOs that are composed or comprised of uh, legal practitioners like myself, who are able to assist people who are grieved free of charge, just to mm-hmm. find a balance, and also to sort of like force the government to have code of conduct and mechanisms that assist the police themselves as well uh, as to how they need to treat us as normal citizens.
0: Mm. So if you were mistreated during this time or like you you have a complaint that you need to put it through because you were um, mishandled or the law took its cause, uh, not even took its cause, and it forced its cause. So where Mm. do we get to communicate or uh, Report
2: this kind of um mistreatments well the normal the procedure would be that opening a case uh, for, at the police station, but practically and realistically um there is a reluctance of police opening cases against other policemen and
1: mm, um, the event
2: that in the event that, in the event in the event that that's the case then you can approach the i independent police um the ID, but it's an electoral. Uh, uh, um, it's like a i I just don't remember what the acronym stands for, but mm-hmm. it is the. It's like a a, a body that handles complaints uh, from us about the police. Oh. Um, in addition to that, uh, you can also approach Siri, which is based in Bronfuntine. I do not have the details or the full details of these um, NGOs because, I mean, it's something that they just initiated a week ago. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I can uh, give you information after our interview so at least you can read
0: them out as part of this um, conversation that we're having currently. Yes, I'll do so. All right, sure. It's a very heated um, topic because, especially now during this time, because most of our um, people... Do not like for like you you mentioned the police are not following the law or the order of things they're enforcing things uh i mean laws that are not even supposed to cause imagine that one for your friend like he he mm. was working and he was still uh within the allowed times for him to even be taken i mean to be arrested and all that it's just
2: mm. yeah you it's know, is right. it, it, that thing, ya, Jorge, We want to set an example with, with you. Do you know what yeah. I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, but it's justifiable to do that because you're acting outside uh, the scope. Because now I'm saying, I'm I'm speaking on both sides of my mouth. They don't really have the code of conduct as it stands that guides them as to how they need to handle people. Mm. They are supposed to, us to remind us to say, look, Morena, as much as you want to go shopping, for instance, you should wear a mask mm. you should have gloves you know what i mean mm. you should stand one meter away so that's not being preached a lot by them what we see it happening is that we are being asked to frog jump we're being asked to do push-ups um <laughs> you know we're being asked to do other things that we, we because one can think or one can uh 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 i mean resonate with this Over and above their duties, when they knock off from being a policeman or a a soldier, they're normal normal citizens like you and I, and they reside within our communities. You Mm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for them to be treating one individual like that, are they not thinking that it could be possible that the child or the daughter, the son or the daughter or the parent or their mothers or their fathers or grandfathers could be treated the same way as they are doing to us? And how would that feel? How how would they feel about it? You know what yeah. I mean? In, in in enforcing these um rules, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and then we Ubuntu is no longer there. We become, you know, I don't know, treated otherwise, inhumane.
0: Where does Ubuntu and the law come in come in jail? Like where do they sink?
2: You know, um let me start by saying our national anthem by itself is a prayer. Mm. Um although we have different uh beliefs which our constitution clearly recognizes, the, mm. the the Ubuntu is an unwritten principle, that tends to be infused just so that our laws are not as harsh as they are to be um, in comparison with the past laws upon Black people. Mm. Now, I wouldn't be, I'll be misleading to say I have came across an act of Ubuntu that says uh, this is what we need to do there isn't any tangible piece of legislation that says Ubuntu must be um, uh, practiced, you know, but we use it as a rule of thumb and an unwritten rule that in enforcing any law in South Africa, we must because we're dealing with human beings sensible to the fact that there are these past inequalities that have prevailed upon the people that we are, Enforcing these laws on to. So it shouldn't mm. be a hard and fast rule that we're applying in them. We should be applying Ubuntu a sense of understanding of all these other factors that came into play that we cannot necessarily put them in a certain section of an act. So in, yeah. simply, in simply put, it's just a rule of thumb that we we enforce together mm. with our laws. Other than that. If I'm asked to point out a piece of legislation where Ubuntu can be you know, read, unfortunately, we can't. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's like, a it's left to one's discretion as a law enforcer. Mm. As a law enforcer, you, are know, you know the law and then as to how you apply the law, it's really left up to you. you yeah. So you have the ones that have Ubuntu, which then align themselves with NGOs that are supportive of the human rights. And then you have, obviously, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 private institutions, which also do the uh, Ubuntu practice, but in a slightly um, mandated way, because they would say, if the institutions like uh, Siri, like are free legal, legal aid, which are practicing Ubuntu to the core, we also in the business of making man. So you can't really... Yeah. You know, <laughs> We can't really say, we can represent you for free, for instance. Um, (laughs) You know,
0: so it's not written anyway. (laughs) Mm. Okay, let's move to a point number two of the Law 101. 101. Uh, Vision for justice system in South South Africa and criminal law. So there are thousands of young adults out out there who continuously find themselves being involved in petty crimes like shoplifting, selling marijuana, stealing appliances, being at the wrong place at the wrong time, or even selling their body in order to make means to an end, in order to put food on the table. Others end up being prosecuted for jail time that will not only ensure they pay for their crimes, but also rob their chance of a better future for them and their families. So... What, um, what's your vision for a better justice system for young Black adults in South Africa? Um,
2: I would like to see a collaboration between private companies and the government at uh, the Department of Justice and Correctional Services more. Uh, mm. The collaboration, its main uh, uh, duty is really to get all these not to undermine the attorneys that are working with the legal aid, but to assist them like we need more assistance coming from the private firms to the to the legal aid because the legal aid is an institution that represents anyone that does not they cannot afford an attorney so mm-hmm. into who was right by stealing and who was wrong by stealing or who is doing this the right way and who's not doing it the right way. We need more of lawyers from the private institution assisting the public institution so that at least an attorney from legal aid is not sitting with 35 uh, dockets that is only perusing on the day in which certain accused is appearing first time at court. Because Mm -hmm. I'll tell you an advantage that happens is that, and it is advantage that happens for an accused that's been represented by a, a personnel from a legal aid is because I would come uh, prepared for two weeks for the case, because I'll, mm. I know that I'm going to court for only one case. So I'm thoroughly really prepared, but I am against a prosecutor mm. who has about 35 uh, cases in one day, that he hasn't really gone through, you know, the prosecutor and all, uh, the, an attorney from the legal aid. So if they can get assistance from private firms to say, look, uh, private uh, private attorneys are supposed to dedicate X amount of hours a week to citizen, uh, people who cannot afford private attorneys, then I would think the system will be better. If young individuals are caught in the act and they are wrong, if they were to be charged and to be sentenced, then the charge and the sentence must be fair, you know. Because yeah. I, I, I have an experience of a client stealing a phone of a girlfriend and getting sentenced for three years. He has not you. committed any, and has not committed any previous crimes. Yes, you know what I mean. So that's that's an unfair system because it means what then happened there is he was forced to plead guilty and he was forced to to be offered 3 years or with a threat with a threat of getting more than 3 years and that's not justifiable that's not that's wrong you know what i mean because factors like he's a first offender could have been looked an, into factors like he returned that phone to the to the individual i mean there's then remorse that that had to be looked into 3 years was unjustifiable it was it was unjustifiable and to think that he has to stay over ten years or over five years with that record until it's cleared, um, and free, uh, uh, making it difficult for him to get employment thereafter—it's quite unfair. So you can get the the injustices that happen uh, without casting any blame to anyone. But in my opinion, I would think that it's a pressure that the legal aid is faced with, and also the pressure that the prosecutors are faced with. That could be yeah. eased up. That could be eased up by private attorneys volunteering certain hours uh, are free of charge to assisting uh, the state. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think you put it plain and simple. I, I mean, clear, yeah. because uh, my, my next question was going to be about uh, the ruling for prosec- uh, prosecution. So mm. what do you think as attorneys you should look at as a form of justice for the lo- for the lost young adults who find themselves in the pred- in the predicaments before ruling for pers- persecution, persecution? You know,
2: um, there is little to 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 none um, in our courts for mm. uh, uh, first offenders who are youth. I think our system is quick is quick to sentence our youth than to look at other avenues like divergence. Divergence is a legal process um, available in court where a lawyer and a prosecutor agrees that, look, given the circumstances of this individual being a first offender, being caught in possession of uh, any drug, for instance, uh, other than sentencing him to imprisonment, we can then diverge this individual to rehab. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and maybe X amount of hours doing community service. That that's that's not be, that's being not that's not being advanced a lot in our courts. Um, it's either you are guilty or not guilty sentenced, and that's it. So, I think an approach should be slightly different because the aim of our of our J of of our uh, uh, sentencing to imprisonment is to rehabilitate offenders. So, yeah. the the term rehabilitation, when you look at it. Is um, resuscitating what was then not living into into life. You know, you showing mm. you showing this person a different way of living. Um, I don't think our 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 legal personnel in courts have or wake up with the mind of rehabilitating offenders. They have a blanket approach of every offender as being a wrongdoer and is worthy of being imprisoned for, for long in in, 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 this, in the jail cells. So I think rehabilitation needs to be preached more. If it means the state must train, retrain prosecutors, then let it be. And yeah. because, because there should be a balance, as you correctly asked, between Ubuntu and, yeah. and a law enforcer. Because, I mean, our law is not as black and white. As much as it's black and white, it must be flexible, to suit an individual circumstance as they come. We can't do a blanket approach to say, we know that boys under the age of 21, they're thieves. So therefore we don't care to investigate how you got to that crime, we will will jail you in any event to imprisonment. But unfortunately that's how it stands now. Um,
0: um, So how can you do your part in order to keep the young adults of South Africa on the right path as an individual? as a person what can i say as anyone in the, uh, who's in south africa right now as a young adult who maybe has a clear vision of where they're going in life or whatever so how can you do your part in order to keep the young adults of south africa on the right path
2: um you know uh in my in my in my years of varsity i was part of an ngo educational organization called educational star reach so basically, what I did in my time, which I co- I'm continuing doing, is that I spent my weekends tutoring maths, uh, geography, and phys- and 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 life sciences to grade ten and twelve as well at mm-hmm. a high school. High school Soweto, So we rotated. There would be Naledi, lady. There would be um, Zinschoppe, Middlelands, and so forth. And during my sessions, over and above tutoring and revision classes. I would motivate individuals after classes to have different conversations with their friends. Mm -hmm. And then I found out that the youth actually is quick to get bored (laughs) at conversations that are are self-enhancing. So Mm -hmm. I'm still battling even now, maybe perhaps I wasn't trained to be a social worker or psychologist. I'm still battling even now to understand why they would find a conversation or that empowers them very boring and a conversation that actually to their detriment like clubbing like fashion like dating like pregnancy mm-hmm. like brand those kind of those kind of topics easier and exciting to talk about i'm not saying they are wrong but yeah yeah the 24 hour conversation that centers around that is it doesn't it won't take you anywhere but mm. if we begin at different conversations that have topics in them that are empowering, I mean, for example, I'm not asking for them to speak about uh, Martin Luther King's preachings or, <laughs> yeah. you know, or, or Newton's law. For them to say, look, Morena, tell us how you, we can access internet, for instance, because we know what we want to do, but our mind gets to change every every week. You know mm. what I mean? Know, by the time we get to metric June, our applications, we are sure and we know which options we we have for varsity or college, for instance. We're not having those conversations. But mm. instead, closer to that conversation, they ask you for internet cafe money. Uh I'll guarantee you it's not going to be used for internet cafe money. One is going to buy cigarettes, two is going to buy airtime, HM, three is going to buy data, which is for... Uh, You know, WhatsApp and and, and Facebook. And before you know it, they want to be entrepreneurs, but they're going it in a different way. That's not even supported by research. You know what I mean? Mm. They they want easy come, easy go. And unfortunately, Mm. that's where we are. And unfortunately, I'm still battling. I can't really tell you an ideal solution to it. Mm. It's a matter of setting small with conversations. From conversations, then we can act out what we you know, uh, are discussing or coming up as solutions and then we can move forward. But I can't even engage with them on a conversation level. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so it then becomes yeah. impracticable, impractical for me to yeah. then say, okay, I know this is a solution A and B. Mm. I, I unfortunately, I can't assist in that case.
0: Yeah. So let's go move on to contracts. Okay. Yes, we get into contracts every day whether it's a job contract, a cell phone contract, a medical aid contract, you name it. What are the most vital legal statements you should look at when you enter in any form of contract?
2: Wow. Okay. Let me answer it in the simplest way because not everyone is a lawyer. Yeah. Um, everything you'd see that everything that we get into is a contract. Mm. When you, let me make it as, as dumb as possible. When you go buy clothing, an item of clothing at Storky Wind Tunnel, mm. you you see a price that's being advertised. Yeah, In, in law, that constitutes an offer to purchase. Mm. Right? Mm. So, they are, they are offering you a pair of boots for 60 rands. Now, when you pick up the boots, fit your size, and you, you get the correct size, and you go to pay, you have accepted mm. that the that 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 particular set of boots at that price mm-hmm.
0: you accepted the purchase order
2: yeah, yeah. so yeah. You, you now you accepted mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. i i want these boots and then you paid yeah. mm-hmm. and then you find out that look the boots of it are going to stitches mm-hmm. cut you know mm-hmm. or the sole sole is loose now you go mm-hmm. back remember the slip itself constitutes a contract Yes. So that's why make it as simple as simple as possible. Mm. In the event that you don't have a receipt, your goods cannot be accepted. That's as easy yeah. as that. Yeah, yeah. So when you have a receipt, it means that there is what we call, for instance, a guarantee or a warranty of that purchased goods, mm. in which they can then assist you to either exchange the good for a better one or they can repair it in some form. Mm. Importantly, what we need to know and understand and not undermine is that every single part of our life involves a contract. Yeah. It, it, purchasing petrol is a contract. If you purchase at 95 unleaded it and you get diesel and then your car is fucked up, you can sue <laughs> because there was a contract. Yes. 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 what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we should not what we need to look for, we should be able to identify, which it would make it easier for lawyers, but mm. we're we not saying you make it easier for us because then we can't bill you guys thousands. You know what I mean? Mm.
0: <laughs>
2: we must yeah. make it easier for you guys. So maybe we can make mine. <laughs> we, must be able, we must be able to identify contracts that involve certain goods. Like for instance, prop, property is mm. a contract. A cell phone contract is a contract by itself. Uh, And then try to go through, I know it's difficult, (laughs) go through the terms and conditions. It's tedious, I know it's tedious. Mm. It's it's often often when something goes wrong, when we start thinking, shit, let me read the terms and conditions. But (laughs) there's no shortcut, there's no shortcut in it, we just need to read the terms and conditions. And then enforcement of it, I mean, that's when we get in as lawyers to try to show that, look, you're not, you're not, you're not abiding by clause X and Y of your own contract, of your yeah. own terms and conditions. Really. Mm-hmm. So that's contract. That's contract. Without getting into detail, that's a bit sophisticated. Yes. Mm.
0: So on, um, on employment contract, what is a uh, on employment contract? What are the employment contract? Of, yes. What are the pros and cons of of them? What What should we be looking for when we sign them? because i think most of us we are quick to sign a contract and then we don't we do the reading after or when we are in trouble so what are the pros mm. and cons and what are things that we should be looking into before entering a, into a new contract or yeah my 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 first
2: my first advice for a employment contract it falls into my specialty which is labor law mm-hmm. You can they, you can visit the labor law website, which is, which has articles that are quick and easy to understand, mm. involving any kind of disputes that your employer you and your employer might have.
1: Mm.
2: But over and above, you guys agreeing on the benefits, agreeing on the salary package, mm.
1: uh,
2: agreeing on the leave days, agreeing on the amount payable to you, either basic amount and plus maybe when you're working overtime, which is inclusive weekends and public holidays, you mm. need to familiarize yourself with the Basic Conditions of Employment Act. Mm. Basic Conditions of Employment Act, as it says, it mainly governs or regulates how the environmental conditions of your employment ought to be. Mm. Now, for for the for you to 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 start actually reading the basic conditions of employment act you need to identify which uh, uh sectors of employment does the basic conditions of employment act apply to because if unfortunately if you are military personnel you are not you cannot enjoy the benefits of the PC BC, PCESA mm. so milita- military people do not enjoy those basic conditions of employment act but yeah. any other sector, so you must see if it applies to you, firstly, as an employee. If it applies to you, then you can start reading it bit by bit as you are working, so that when an issue arises, you yeah. are able to know if the employer is justifiable in acting in that way or not. Mm. Now, it's a common trend, actually a requirement that each employer should post. I don't know if you guys have seen in your workplace, there are posters yeah, that show yeah. your rights and what's or not and conditions and what's or not. Mm-hmm. That you can also read. Why they're doing that is because the employer does not want to be found to be liable yeah. for not inform for not informing their employees of their conditions or their rights. Mm-hmm. So also vice versa, an employee cannot come to a lawyer and say, no nah, I do not know about that condition. In fact my my employer did not tell me about those rights or those conditions because Due to the ignorance and our Fed, fed, fed payment of salaries and our cars, <laughs> we cars, we forget to read on the corridors that, actually, let me read this post. What does it say for me? You know what I mean? And, and the like. So yeah. it's very easy, plain and simple like that. Mm.
0: Yeah. I think so okay. in closing, what advice can you give to aspiring young adults who want to pursue a career in law?
2: To whom much is given, much is expected. Mm. Do not get in the field for the mere fact of profit gain. Mm-hmm. Because certain, 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 uh, often, often than not, lawyers get reported to the law society because they ate the client's man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So <laughs> it's a, there are real cases or lawyers are, uh, becoming prophets and false promising clients because they want X amount of money. Mm. Let's practical about it. Let's build in accordance with the law because there are laws that give us a tariff of of of, of amounts in which we can bill for all all these uh, uh, matters. Mm. If you are coming to law, it's not as easy as you you see. Like Abu Tobi advocate telling you know, the likes of uh, Zulama Javu and the uh, Atini for Saudi. It's not as easy as that. You yeah. need to pass LB. You need to do your articles, which I have battles to find. But, you know, like strikes us differently as individual. Mm. You need to have a sense of purpose over and above profit gain. And even when you want to eat people's mind, you must eat it within the law. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah That's it within the... oh, so you must be compliant meaning mm-hmm. whether you are successful to becoming a lawyer you must be compliant when it comes to monetary matters there are laws there are mm-hmm. laws in which govern you how you need to charge your client if you are mm-hmm. you are be- you' a beginner to get into law persevere it's not easy yes sometimes you might represent a client to the best of your ability, but you might not be paid on time. Um mm. so a uh, a uh, uh, persevere, uh you will you will get there eventually. That's all there is. A a a hard hat, you know, that's <laughs> what Lord Napoleon. Yeah a hard hat. you must be tough. you, you must be thick skinned. Uh, because mm-hmm. the stereotype that goes about people when they want your assistance, assist them when they when you when they have to pay for your services but or they start disputing your invoices. But it's it's
0: it's, it's mm. all in
2: well, just uh persevere. Yeah. Mm.
0: So uh for any uh young adult that is pursuing uh, their careers that are just from varsities or maybe they've been home, they want to Put on their boots and go fetch their career. What advice can you give them? And what what can you what advice can you give them in making progress on their growth when it comes to career, uh, the career journey? It is as cliche
2: as it sounds. Do your research thoroughly. Do your research. Mm-hmm. Don't just enroll in a course that you don't know which modules are going to be on the first semester, second semester, and the like. Do not stay doing those courses, not knowing that after the course, who's going to be my employer? Am I going to be employable after graduation? And how long will it take? Do your research even post tertiary. That's how thoroughly prepared mm-hmm. you need to be. Because I, my mistake that I did my research was as limited as to just getting into varsity and doing law as to what goes on mm. in the semester throughout the law our I didn't research like it came as a surprise and you know that's when you start dropping one module for another research research mm. must be done
0: all right yeah unfortunately we have to let you go but thank you thank you so much for this awesome conversation that we've had Thank you. thank you we really enjoyed having you on the show and we cannot wait to have you back you still have a lot of answers i mean a lot of questions that you need to answer and a lot of light that you need to share and just to pick up- of
2: course of course thank you for having me grace um i i'm very passionate about assisting the community at large um yes i need to put a uh, 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 papa coco go, 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 go play Ding. you know you, you tough link but it, 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 it lives in me I leave law so it won't it, it won't it won't it won't it won't mean law won't mean anything if I just do it for profit I need to serve the community mm. with, with all my heart and then I'll be satisfied mm. so I'll be more than willing to participate again.
0: All right thank you so much enjoy that I still feel week. all
2: right Grace enjoy yours <laughs> too
0: okay bye, bye. Thank you so much for listening to our episode for more information follow us on instagram at authentically underscore on don't forget to subscribe favorite us review and share the episode with your loved ones leave us a comment as we would really love to hear from you do you have a topic in mind that you would like us to discuss or are you interested or know of anyone who would love to be part of the show Don't hesitate to contact us as we appreciate all creative ideas, authentic young adults that not only grow the podcast, but also grow our generation as a whole. Until next time, take care and God bless you. Don't forget to live your life authentically switched on. Bye-bye.